This is Naked by the Future Farm, where entrepreneurship is stripped to its vulnerable core. Brought to you by Vladimir Brestinska and Nectarios Lolios. And remember to subscribe, follow, and rate Naked to help us share it with the world. Um, hey, everybody. It's uh, awesome that you showed up for another extra with us today. Hope How are you? All doing well. I, I was just about to ask you the same question question um as i told you so we were chatting with the carriers in all sort of truth we've been chatting a little bit before we started recording and i was sharing this experience in the terrace about being bashed and trolled on instagram and how it sort of took me off uh guard yesterday and it was a new experience for me and frankly i was like we need to talk about this we were like we need to talk about you know, these things on extra at some point because they also impact our emotional well-being. Um, but beyond that experience, which I meditated off, so I was very conscious about applying the tools and it did help. Um, I'm, I'm doing well. Uh, I'm here still in Karachi. Um, my team from other places of Pakistan has came, um, have come to Karachi to meet with us for a week. So it's really nice. It's very vibrant and good energy around. So um, quite excited about the week ahead. Um, what about you? So I know you're traveling. So leaving Greece, how are you feeling overall? I'm doing a okay. camp in Thessaloniki in the north of Greece. And I was thinking earlier that I now have recorded quite a few of these in a hotel room which is kind of weird when you think about it yeah Hmm. yeah but also just this thought but also i'm looking at my image in the camera and there's a lamp by the bedside which is slightly wonky and it's driving me insane the fact that it's not (laughs) light (laughs) Um, (laughs) no i'm good i'm good um yeah i was here because uh, it's been three years today that my dad died and and we had every year we have a memorial service if i can travel i do come i couldn't come last year because of lockdown which was not not very nice but um yeah and and uh we will today we want to talk about the episode with owen but i posted yesterday something on linkedin where uh, i do think a lot since my dad died about our relationship and he didn't have a really easy life for many reasons um he was an entrepreneur but he was a very creative very active person but he lived with a woman who suffered from depression for 40 years and he never really talked about it it was very yeah. much to, towards mm-hmm. the end when we were sitting on a bench probably about a couple of years before he died so he must have been yeah 80, 80 and opened up to me a little bit practically telling me that he's struggling because my mom wouldn't accept any help and she wanted him to do everything because he's always done that and he was like I'm 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 an old man how how and this this openness was for me a thing of feeling seen as an adult for the first time by my dad <laughs> so this was That's quite a beautiful. pivotal moment but it was it was also really interesting to see that it came through in a moment where he shared vulnerability with me you know mm-hmm. um so Man, since you started we- this podcast already <laughs> <laughs> like, we can deep dive no but in all seriousness i i hear you i feel you thanks for sharing mm. i wanted to ask you as you are doing you know you are spending time there and you're going through this experience and you are not your you know 
space at home and everything. Are you keeping up with your wellness routines? Like, uh, I know we talked about the food and stuff, so we can leave that aside. But like, I was just thinking somehow it, the journaling came to my mind. I was like curious to ask you to journal today, but with no pressure, but just checking in. <laughs> no, it's interesting. Um, I actually had a good conversation with my personal trainer about this um, because I used to beat myself up and get very stressed when I didn't do it. But because mm-hmm. when you travel, your calendar is a lot more fluid and you depend on other people, as you know, and all that. I, about six months ago, I think when I came to Greece in May for the first time on this new new life, I accepted that if I don't exercise for 10 days or if I don't do some of my practices, that's okay. That's okay. And it's really, it's been like <laughs> really groundbreaking, as silly as it sounds for me, just to go, you know what? I will go back into it when I'm back in London, which is easier for me to keep my routine. So as mm. long as it's not too long. So when I was in Greece for a month in, in July, I did my yoga pretty regularly. Uh, now it also happens that my my yoga teacher is also away. So he's not doing the Zoom sessions. So it's fine. I'm actually okay. Yeah. I don't need to journal. But also when you travel and I travel, there's a lot of time for, of solitude, which is nice for me because I can just have time to reflect and just be. So it's a different ways, maybe, yeah. that come in. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I totally hear you. I mean, it took took me literally about two years to figure out in Pakistan that, you know, what are some of those practices and settle them down in the in the space that it feels comfortable. But I think it's also different from um, going somewhere for 10 days and coming back. And mm. I hear you. And I, I think I would probably follow the acceptance and the permission that you just talked about. I think for me, Pakistan, it was also similar to you, groundbreaking on for me, the other side was to actually realize that this is a home. So I can't mm. run on this setup mm. of, you know, I'll do it back when I'm in Europe. Uh, and that was important. So I proactively started sort of figuring out like, okay, what are my practices in here? And I think that permission came from with, they can be different. It doesn't have to all be the same box of tools. So yeah. Yeah, this is interesting. I mean, we'd love to hear from from you guys how you're experiencing when you're traveling or if you have a number of homes and stuff. But I know that that's not the topic of today's <laughs> XF, but curious still kicks in. Um, you beautifully open up, Natarius, about that, you know, experience with dad and the vulnerability. Would mm. you want to sort of maybe continue there and how maybe the, yeah, Owen, every man, episode sort of resonated with you in what ways um there's a bunch of things in in the own episode i mean it, you know and we've talked about this also on, on on the podcast for me that subject is particularly interesting because it's not something that i've grown up i've grown up with that i felt the subject of masculinity is not something that felt as a default uh, when you discover early on that you're quite a camp gay kid you don't necessarily think that you're still a man in a strange way. So there's this mm. kind of disconnect and it took a while for me to go, hell yeah, but it's just a different flavor of it, right? But interestingly enough also to see how it's coming up now in various various pockets, right? Um, so we've talked to Jamie Clements from the Man Down podcast, which I love because he talks about exclusively about masculinity and vulnerability from different facets or the conversation with Owen also opened up this this question about what is it about men that makes it more difficult for them to talk about emotions, to open up, to be vulnerable. Mm. 
It's interesting because I've completely forgotten when we started talking because I'm working with, with his uh, startup in Berlin called Attitude, right? Which is yeah, a self-care yeah. app for dads. But Paul, the founder, when I speak to him, he has got a 14-year-old boy. And we were talking not that long ago about how he talks about he's vulnerable with his son. And I remember listening to him thinking, how must it feel for somebody, for a child to grow up with a father who is mm. a confident man? Emotionally open. Mm-hmm. But emotionally open, strong enough to be able to say, you know what, this is, I'm feeling vulnerable here, right? And I'm sharing this with you. That must be so rich. I don't know mm. if it's confusing because I've never experienced it, but I thought it was just, wow. Um, mm. Yeah, it's a very different relationship that you're building with your children. Mm-hmm. Oof, I had to breathe in. Um, but because this feels like an entry to a therapy in the early, but uh, maybe for another time. Um, interesting um, how one episode, the one with Owen about sort of men's mental and emotional health can be how differently we can sort of resonate with it and what we take out of it, right? But um, so funnily enough, um, when Catherine, our editor, she was sort of, we were ideating together about the title of this episode. And I think the first draft was around um, masculine energy or masculine, fit, uh, you know, emotional fitness with Owen um, from Everman. And I, re- I, I, I literally remember the resentment I had because I was like, no, 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 no. Like we can't go the way of masculine equals men. And for a long time, I've had this now for a few years that when I started sort of exploring a little bit this, um, I guess, equilibrium uh, of sort that keeps changing between what is masculine, what is feminine, what is my gender identity around being a woman and somebody being a man. And I think for me, even personally, that I sort of want to share and maybe relate also to your experience, Natarius, because I feel like it's interesting how I can, I feel like I can relate to you more as a woman to your gay men experience uh, around sort of the relationship with feminine energy. And so I'll explain, I'll explain. But um, so this is what the Owen episode opened up for me, right? Um, I felt that when I was listening and we were talking to Owen and also when I met everyman in New York, I was there representing my gender identity but I actually felt energetically that I was there with my masculine self and I could very easily relate to the masculine selves of the other people. And they were primarily men. And in my latest therapies, I actually went and explore with Sarah, this space. And I think I mentioned this in the extra in the past, which was around sort of this concept of divine femininity, which my friends, when I shared it with them, they were like, Oh my God, this is too much bloody what are you doing? It's like, and for me, it wasn't because I realized that um, for a long time, I felt that I was leading, whether in my team or even in my relationship, I was leading with my masculine self, with the one that energetically I feel is more around my, my head, my mental and my emotional, which is, I feel energetically is lower in my body. Like people say in your lower chakras, but you know, I don't know, understand chakras that well, but in my lower part of the body, I, I somehow learned 
to recognize it as the weaker part of myself. And I put, put it more into the background. And, and I started exploring with Sarah in my therapy and she, the powerful revelation for me was to understand that, by the way, the feminine energy has been oppressed in the society for thousands of years. Like in the society, in the system, we have been operating in the masculine energies. And the people at the leadership roles, right, at the top were men. And this is what we celebrate as society. So for me, that piece to also understand that, by the way, uh, I'm standing here on my own, but actually I'm carrying like this generational trauma. We're coming back to the trauma topic. I didn't want to, but somehow it came around the fact that I have been pushing my feminine into the background because I was finding ways to lead and have influence with my masculine because that was somehow accepted and celebrated was important for me. Like this was a sort of groundbreaking. So I was like, okay, you know, my now problem solved. Vladi Masculine was like, okay, so how do I get my feminine out there? You know? And so um, I think one was the understanding, but second was that we yes yeah, started looking on some of those tools and, and the fact that by the way, feminine is not weak. Feminine maybe just worth a moment, you guys might be understanding it differently. And I would be curious, Natara is also what it represents for you. But um, for me, feminine represents a lot of healing power, a lot of intuition, a lot of pause and grounding, um, and leading really from the place of creation. But it's less about the sharp focus, performance, doing, and, and again, the mental in here, right? Um, I think I'll, I'll pause, but the I would love to share at some point also how it's sort of, now it's very present in my life, this conversation and this exploration between the, the equilibrium and balance. And it does show up in my relationship with my co-founders again. I keep coming to this a lot in our extras, but it does. And also how I guess I show up as a leader to my team. Um, and I had this recent episode around being sort of attached to you might be the softy in the team and I was like completely I felt like attacked so I can share more more about that or not we'll see but um just want to sort of maybe leave it here that mm. for me the Owens episode opened this whole sort of box of masculine feminine and and and, and I I felt like I felt strong sort of level of empathy towards men if I look back on historically what environment have we really created and for what plays what energies what type of leadership have we celebrated and in that space to as a man to lead, lead emotionally it, it just feels like really risky thing to to do and yeah so I'm, I'm glad it's changing all that said and breathe. <laughs> it's funny. I was listening to you, and I'd actually I don't I I don't think in these categories at all. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I've been trying to figure out how I can relate to that, and 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 as you were talking, I was thinking that I've always wondered why men find it so difficult to talk about emotions. I never could make sense of it because I was never brought up like this, and I don't know why. But I didn't grow up in an environment. Although my dad would probably open up in that way, but I always felt like, yeah, 
I'm I'm struggling with something. I'm feeling low today, whatever. I was always comfortable talking about this. And for me, this is also a leveler. It makes it easier for people to connect when you open up with something vulnerable. And, and it was only later that people pointed out that I tend to do this. So even if I don't meet somebody, you just overshare at the beginning and therefore this <laughs> to mm. break down in the initial barriers. But I really find it interesting that, that there are a lot of men out there who struggle with that. So, so your masculine energy for me has certain, if I were to translate this, it also comes with uh, certain things that are prohibited certain things that are not allowed to happen, which is show weakness, show that something isn't right. And and the thing that uh, in the conversation with Owen that was probably the most eye-opening for me was in order to get through, you just start talking about physical weaknesses because that's okay to talk about. Mm -hmm. So how does your body feel today? And then you can start using that to go, mm -hmm. okay, what about a little yeah. bit behind that, right? Yeah. Um, uh, what you're describing and the society we built in the conversation with Jamie, ultimately, this is where we settled on. We need to make, we need to be careful about the terminology that we're using, but ultimately we can, we can question some of the effects that masculinity has brought to society, but it's ultimately about patriarchy. It's about a system that is built on uh, certain behaviors uh, that, that were defined by men. <laughs> and it doesn't mean that, that we're criticizing the individual, right? And and I felt in, in the whole conversation with Owen as well, I felt a little bit just, I feel very sensitive about terminology and nuance in this because it's a polarized conversation and it's easy for people to go in, in, the, in the binary categorizations. And you know what, when you grow up as a gay man and get all these stupid questions about, uh, who's the man and who's the woman, the relationship, which usually refers to sex. And it's so boring. Um, yeah. But then it happened to me like a year ago at a wedding. We were sitting at a table with my partner and this woman asks us that. And I was like, is this really happening in 2020? Mm. Um, mm. And and she was very defensive, but the whole table went quiet. And then she wanted to say something, you know, in every gay couple, there's like a one with a more masculine and more with a feminine energy. And I said, that's not what you're saying. But also, no, I don't think that's the case in our relationship. And in most, a lot mm -hmm. of relationships that I know is that if you want to talk about energies, everybody has both and it balances itself out or it doesn't. But Exactly. No, I'm with you on this one. I, I don't think it's like, oh, we necessarily attract somebody with more feminine energy, really with masculine. I mean, I really, truly believe this is about coming back to yourself mm. and figuring out who you are and how those energies, we, we everybody has both of them, right? I, I love the piece that you said about the binary because I started questioning myself, or not myself, but this construct around even feminine and masculine because in some way they're binary as well, right? I mean... I looked into it a little bit and there is also a lot of the spiritual, sometimes even religious sort of um, streams of thoughts where let's say the yin and yang, right? So they talk about sort of the masculine feminine and what they represent and things. So um, don't have the answer for it, but you made me think around, is this mm -hmm. also a binary view on it? And I think Owen was also saying like in every man, they don't go there. They don't talk about feminine masculine. I, I hear it at the same time, 
and maybe this, this is so I'll, I'll, it's a disclaimer for me personally, it was actually quite useful to have those sort of tags and also figure out that, yes, historically, as you say, systemically, like certain type of behavior and traits and characteristics and ways of leadership was celebrated and was put on a pedestal. And the other one was pushed and was sort of seen as soft and weak. There's this other thing. Yeah. No, tell me, tell me. I see that you want to. Yeah. No, no, the way the way you were talking about this now, it's just reminded me of so when you the, the way I grew up, right, was all the different buckets with immigrant, with gay, with overweight, were all the things that could cause problems, right? I grew up with rap music, with the early days of rap music. And there was a saying of, as a gay boy, you're not supposed to like rap music because it was this ultra-masculine culture, the very macho, very celebrating, all sorts of things that were ultimate things. But I just loved the music, right? Um, and even now at 54, I still dress like it. <laughs> um, but at the same time, yeah. I always felt like as a gay man, I was expected to like very camp music, very kind of, and even now, right? It's like, how can you not get excited mm. by some gay guys, but the new Lady Gaga album? You go, because I just don't, right? Honestly, um, but there I is... I'm so sorry for this language, but I was like, there is no other way to say this. It's like, really, let's get rid of this, what you are supposed to or not supposed to. Sorry, go on. No, but in the context of these categorizations, of course, people reduce things to easily digestible chunks, right? So you get put into boxes. And part of it is just fighting against these boxes. So another way for me to interpret your masculine feminine energy is ultimately saying, look, somebody, for whatever reason, created these boxes and people try to push in because it's the only thing they understand. And you go, no, the, the boxes aren't there or they're maybe a bit more, a bit more flexible. Fluid. Yeah, mm. yeah, very, very much fluid. There's this last one thing I wanted to share, which was uh, where people are referring to what has happened through COVID as sort of also a shift in terms of um, coming back to the sort of those two narratives, like masculine and feminine, that we are moving towards more feminine sort of face in, 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 in life for all of us. And it has to do with the fact that COVID actually slowed us down. And we look back a lot into ourselves, we reflected, we connected. And those are some of the fair book, how people sort of describe those traits that are related to feminine. And and I went, when I was listening to it, I started sort of thinking about what I'm seeing around myself in our teams. And even, frankly, the conversation that you and I have, the fact that we are doing naked, the fact that we are talking with founders who naturally in the past have been seen as you need to lead with certain, you know, performance and hustle and all of it, kill others and fight it all. And people are really becoming more vulnerable and more grounded and they lead also from the emotion. And I think there is something in there. So I guess it's hopefully, you know, I guess from my side, guys, if this is of an interest, I, I feel like it's a space to explore and there is no one answer to it in terms of like, what's the right way to look at this, but um, certainly an interesting piece to for for the self-exploration in terms of the wholeness of ourselves right and from where do we lead and how we I guess even Natara is how we accept ourselves for who we are and um certainly a big one for my for myself 
that's that's for me is probably the biggest thing in all of this is is learning mm-hmm. just to accept maybe going back to our favorite subject which is self-reflection just recognize all these things in you and just be friends with it right i yes. used to hate that i was a little bit camp sometimes i used to mm-hmm. feel a little bit embarrassed when i was a bit too feminine in my behavior and i tried to compensate for it and now it's like look this is who i am and i have my camp moments and i have my non camp moments and it deal with it it's just like i don't have an issue with it anymore why would you have an issue right so there's this also yeah just learning to love yourself and it sounds like such a cliche but yeah if you can acknowledge and celebrate yes what's I inside you i was just yeah. about to say yeah yeah it moves even from acceptance mm-hmm. and then it more the, the next step i feel is like let's celebrate it because it's not just accepting something that it's a false part of ourselves right it's an equally sort of important part in, of who we are and um i'm hopeful that we're going to see also more leaders whether men or women to actually lead from this place because i think we, we very much are in need of that so that's my hope for today Well, I think it's a nice point to end that conversation. I think so. I think so. So Thank you, Vladi. Have a you too and have a safe journey and uh Thank you. Thank you guys for showing up. See you. Oh, we'll see you probably after Christmas. Well, holidays taking Christmas yeah. away because not everybody celebrates. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But, I like uh, a little kind of monologue that you just Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um so this is our last extra before a break. So Have a beautiful December, January, wherever you are. And uh, we'll speak to you after New Year's, which everybody celebrates. Not at the same time. Oh, my God. Okay, I have to go off this. You've been listening to Naked by the Future Farm, where entrepreneurship is stripped to its vulnerable core. To learn more about our work, sign up to our newsletter or visit thefuturefarm.co, where you can also apply to be a Naked guest. Naked is produced by Dan Turgil and edited by Catherine Walker. And remember, subscribe, follow and rate Naked to help share it with the world.